This is Terry Lefton for Sports Business Journal and Sports Business Daily. Call it the show before the show. Like so many other events, tonight's NBA draft was forced to go virtual due to the pandemic. Carlton Myers, VP Live Production and Entertainment for the NBA, is the man who will make it happen. And he's today's guest on SBJ Unpacked. Colin, thanks for being with us. You had a lot to do with producing from inside the playoff bubble in Orlando. So maybe after that, the degree of difficulty for the draft might not be so daunting, huh? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, yeah, the bubble was its own was its own beast with everything we had to get accomplished there. Uh, it was a great learning experience, though I'll say that. And now coming to the draft, we have a lot of learnings that we that we can bring from the bubble into this virtual draft. Well, I'm not going to let you get away without that, without telling me some examples of learning. So help me out there. I would say, you know, one of the biggest things we learned there was to try to create the atmosphere for the players um, that would make them comfortable. So we, we tried to recreate the environment as best we could to have them have a certain level of comfort so they could just per- perform. So we, we're taking those learnings and, and pushing that towards what we're doing for the draft uh, to try to create the same experience for the players as closely as possible with them you know, obviously being at home, you know, as they would have if they were in person at Barclays Center. And that whole thing of taking an event, uh, something you could touch, feel, and attend, uh, and making that into a, a Zoom or, or a TV show is, you know, something we've grown accustomed to. But tell me a little bit about the specifics on that um, for this one. I think, you know, there's a few different things you have to do, right? You want to try to capture the moments that are the lasting moments from that particular event. So for the draft, we think the, the, the most lasting moment there is the player's reaction, you know, when they're, when they're announced, um, when they hear their name, that initial reaction, that emotion, we want to make sure that we can still capture that for the broadcast and, and also have it be real for the players at home. So having them receive a real-time feed of the actual announcements and for us getting a real-time feed back here in Bristol uh, where where the commissioner will be, um, gives us that connection. And it will allow us to show that on the broadcast, that players will see it, they'll feel it. They'll have each one of the 30 hats. So whatever team drafts them, they can put that hat on and kind of recreate exactly what they would have done, at least from a feeling perspective, if they were on site. Colin, is, is the concept to make this as much like a normal draft as possible, or is it to create something different altogether, or maybe it's a little bit of both, you tell me? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, obviously, it can't, it can't be as, as normal as it would have been. You know, the moments, like I said, we're trying to recreate for them to, to keep that level of normalcy, but the fact that we're remote is, is going to be obvious to everyone. Uh, the commissioner, deputy commissioner, will be here in Bristol at uh, ESPN Studios. Um, so, the look from where the commissioner is is going to be different than what it usually is. And then obviously uh, there won't be a physical handshake between the commissioner and the players, but we will have a kind of relationship shot that we show that has the the commissioner and the player on a big screen behind him um, in the same shot. So you can, so they're kind of uh, quote unquote together. So there will be similarities. Yeah. Like a virtual hug, virtual handshake. Exactly. I know you're going to be extensively remote. I think it's last count was maybe 38 remotes involved in all this. So tell me about that. That's, that's quite a production unto itself. Yeah. So it's actually, it's actually 58 remotes oh. as far as the players. <laughs> yeah. There's 58 remotes. So there's, 
there's uh, 19 satellite trucks that we have deployed, uh, 15 here in the U.S. and four overseas, uh, France, Spain, Greece, and Israel. And then we have um, there's 39 other players that will have remote kits, will already have had remote kits sent to their house, houses uh, that will allow us to capture their reaction. So there's 58 remotes for the prospect. And then we have another, another um, 17 plus, actually more than 17 remotes that we're doing from team war rooms. So we're going to have access to over 17 teams as part of the broadcast as well. So yeah, there's a lot of remote production going on. That's quite a feat unto itself. And normally any draft, uh, you know, there's a lot of activity and what goes on and what's the scuttlebutt inside the green room, green room. And so you've had to make a virtual uh, green room. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So we're going to be able to show, you know, up to 30 players at once in our kind of virtual green room uh, where you'll see each one of their, their home environments uh, on the screen all at once. Um, and we we're able to interact with each one of the prospects in their home. Uh, through the technology that we're using. So it's kind of a virtual draft community, we're calling it this year, because uh, it's not an actual room. So we wanted to just refer to it a little bit differently. So we have a virtual draft community that'll, you know, consist of all 58 players. Are they able to talk to each other in that virtual green room? They can't, they can't talk to each other, they, but they can communicate to um, ESPN and, and the people there. And David Stern would be happy because it's a sponsored virtual green room as well. Uh, tell me about your day tomorrow. Um, it's, I know it's going to be a long day, but take me through your day tomorrow and what it's going to look like. So we, we have a series of check-ins with um, almost all the players. Over the last four days, we've been doing te technical check-ins with the players because they have different equipment at their homes and locations that we have to make sure is working properly for us to get the fees that we want. So Earlier in the day, we'll be checking in with all the players to make sure everything's working properly. We'll have some rehearsals over here with um, Commissioner, Deputy Commissioner, uh, ESPN. We'll do some of their stuff. Uh, we'll coordinate with them on the pieces that we're together. And then we, then we get ready for the draft uh, starting at 8, 8 p.m. Uh, given the pandemic, Carlton, is the production crew smaller in Bristol than, than usual? The production crew is definitely smaller. Um, our particular crew of NBA people in total will be about 45 on site tomorrow. But as far as the production part of that, it's probably around 22-ish um, because we're also conducting the actual draft, meaning the actual um, calls with the teams happens here on site in Bristol as well. So that's another group of about 15 people that are involved in that piece. Um, no March Madness this year. Um, so less buzz around the draft. What have you guys done to try to build viewership and awareness? So we've, we've, we're putting out a lot of um, information about these players. Uh, ESPN actually has done a really good job of going out and collecting content, uh, doing shoots with over 24 players. Um, so we're getting that out uh, via our social channels. And as a part of the draft, we're going to be focusing a lot on trying to tell these players stories because because they weren't able to be seen on um, March Madness. They're not as familiar as they might be in a normal year, for sure. Um, by dint of the calendar, Carlton, you know, the NFL went first in terms of a virtual draft. Any learnings from there? I mean, obviously, it's not quite the same thing. You're not in Adam Silver's basement or anything. Uh, but anything you learned from that? You know, actually, the WNBA draft was prior to the NFL draft. So we, we actually produced the WNBA draft. We were the first ones to really do a – um, virtual draft. So there was a lot of learnings that came from that. Some of the things that we did there, as far as live player reactions, we're incorporating into the NBA draft as well. So 
we definitely learned some things from that. And then from the NFL draft, you know, the NFL does, does things differently than we do, but there's definitely some key learnings uh, that, that were had there just by viewing what they did. We felt like they did a really good job of telling players stories. So that was something that uh, we could take away from their draft. This is clearly a really meaningful event for players and players' families. And you talked a little bit about it, but I wanted to come back to it. How do you address that in a remote environment? That might be the biggest challenge of the day. So we wanted to play We've told all the players, um, hey, listen, when you get drafted, we want you to have somebody ready to give you that hat and, and make it somebody that's special to you and tell us who that, play, who that person's going to be prior to it happening so we can actually talk about it, you know, the great moment of a player's mom actually handing him the hat or, or, or a sibling or, or best friend or whomever it's going to be. We feel like that's part of the player's story, so we wanted to make sure that we incorporated that uh, to give that community feel. Uh, how many drafts have you done and has it gotten easier? They're, they're not like this year, I know that. Wow, how many drafts? Have I, that's a great question. Um, well, I produced my first draft, not, not the television side. We used to do our own, our own production of the draft while the televised part of the draft was happening. And I produced that for the first time in 2000. We were in Minnesota. Um, and I've been a part of the draft ever since then. But obviously, this one's much different than any of those have been. You know, back to how challenging this is. Is the most difficult part of that coordinating all those remotes you talked about? Or maybe there's more, you tell me. Yeah, coordinating the remotes is the most difficult part. You know, you have to, it's different than flying the players in across the country and put them all in the hotel. Then they come to Barclays, sit at their table and they walk on the stage. Uh, looking back at that now, that's actually pretty simple compared to what we've had to do on this. Collecting everybody's location, making sure that satellite trucks have the right um, uh, positioning so they can reach the satellites with the you know southwestern sky. Um, sending out the kits, going, connecting with each one of the players on the kits and making sure that it's connected properly. And then there's technical support that has to happen throughout uh, to make sure that we're getting the feeds that we need. And then it's just communication with the players through, throughout the draft. You know, it's, so we got to make sure guys are in place before they're picked. But we can't tell them they're going to be picked. <laughs> so we have to do it in a way that says, hey, uh, sit down for the next 30 minutes and, <laughs> because something might happen. You know, we have to just be careful with all of that. Um, but so that, that part is a challenge, um, but it's something that we look forward to. And, and I think we're going to be able to accomplish it. Well, you've done enough of these that you must know uh, at some probably early point, if it's going well, but at, at what point are you, do you really get confident? Maybe not until you sign off. You know, I think if we get the first player live reaction and it, and it happens and it feels natural, um, that'll, that'll give us a good indication that we're, that we're off to a really good start. Um, I think once you do it once, then it's kind of repeating that process um, and keeping everything satisfactory on the technical side. Uh, that, that'll give us the biggest indication. Um, and, you know, uh, there's no one there to boo the commissioner. Uh, other leagues have embraced that. Are you guys doing anything with that or are you just ignoring that part? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going we're gonna to stay away from the, from the boos, even though, even though that's typical at, at drafts. Uh, we'll stay away from that. Uh, although we can do crowd noise. You know, we did it in the bubble. They go, well, you know, David Stern used to love it and hate it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's become part of it to me. Um, I think that's all we got for today. So, uh, Carlton, good luck tomorrow. Thanks so much for your time today. This is Terry Lefton for SBJ Unpacks. Hey, no problem, Terry.